Welcome to Covenant Church's Sermon Discussion. This conversation happens most Wednesdays on Facebook Live between me, Michelle Lichty, the Communication Director at Covenant, and the Preaching Pastor from the previous Sunday. If you haven't already, I recommend listening to the sermon before listening to our discussion. Well, good afternoon. I am Michelle Lichty, and I'm here today with Brentley Jordan. It's good to be with you, Michelle. Good to be with you too, Brentley. Um, we are here to discuss your sermon from this past Sunday. The title is Who? Yeah. <laughs> Such nice a short simple. title. That's right. <laughs> Based on Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. And we've mentioned it before that we are going, we are um, it, staying in the same passage of scripture and answering different questions each week. And so um, this week, it's who, who are the characters in the story of mm -hmm. Christmas? Um, so we had, you had seven. Yes, that's right. Seven characters. Uh, starting with. You, can you remember them all? Well, I have my notes in front of me. Oh, try to <laughs> no, do it without your notes. Let's try yeah. to do it without my notes. Caesar Augustus, Joseph, Mary, the angels. The shepherds. Oh yeah, yeah, you got it. Uh, Jesus uh -huh. and you and me. You all right? Good job. And I you didn't look at my notes. Uh -huh. <laughs> nice. Yes. So we can start with Caesar. Yeah. It's um, you know, you started with Caesar, and I was like, really? He's a character in the story. And then I thought, well, I guess he kind of is, because yeah. he was the ruler of the. Roman Empire. Yeah, and it's so interesting. Uh, I think there's a book. What is it? There, it's the the big storybook Bible. Um, that's it's a children's Bible, um, and it does a fantastic job, kind of comparing and contrasting. You have Caesar coming onto the scene and trying to make himself known, trying to gain power, and he's using his authority. And at the very same time. You have the king, uh, the real king of the universe coming onto the scene as a humble baby. And it's just the, the storybook just places those two in this beautiful contrast. Um, so anyway, so it's, it's fun to think about that in, in that sense that, yeah, I mean, Caesar was a character. He was emperor, all this power. power. Um, he declares this census. Uh, meantime, the real king of the universe is humbly coming on to the stage uh, and it's yeah it's beautiful yeah. um, so the question you know that i with with each character i just wanted us to pause and consider um mm -hmm. you know in what way might we relate to that character or or something you know having to do with them um so with caesar it was just asking the question um do you ever seek to act like ruler king lord um and particularly of your own life and just um, wanting people to wrestle a little bit with, okay, to what extent um, do I want to be king of my life? And to what extent am I uh, allowing or embracing uh, Jesus in the role as king of my life? Mm -hmm. And so I thought we might share a little bit about our own um, interaction with that question as we encourage others to interact with that question. Yeah, I mean, of course, the answer is, do I ever? Yes. Yeah, yeah. 
as particularly of my own life, right? Like I want mm -hmm. to have control of my own life. But then as I was thinking about it, I thought, man, especially when my children were little, it was super easy for me to get into this, into this kind of role um, as a parent. Mm, um, yeah. thinking, okay, I am the, I am the Lord ruler of your life. Mm -hmm. And so therefore you need to conform to me, which in general, I, you know, is true, but mm -hmm. also that doesn't give children the opportunity to have a bad day, mm -hmm. right. Or to yeah. have a bad attitude or to yeah. have different desires than mine. And so, um, I had to learn to be a little bit more responsive and to also recognize the fact that I'm under God's authority mm. as they are under my authority. Yeah. And when I articulated that to them, it was just so much better all around our yeah. relationship because I'm like, why should I obey you? I'm like, well, cause I have to obey God. <laughs> so yeah, that's good. Um, so yeah, I'm not the end all be all I'm under authority. You're under my authority. And, and then, and then of course there's that whole learning of, as they grow into teenagers and young adults. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like how, how much authority do I have or not have? And it diminishes. Uh, it's <laughs> good. It's good. Uh, it's good learning experience. Yes. Yeah. I've often felt it's a bit, bit of a tangent, but mm -hmm. I've often felt there's so many good books about parenting young kids. Um, mm -hmm. And, but I have yet to read a book about, um, how to be a parent of adult children and how to be an adult child of, you know, of an older adult parent. And, and truthfully, I mean, that's, that's, those are pretty difficult relationships that I hear people stumbling over and needing some counsel in. Um, anyway, right. seems like yeah. you're navigating those well as you're stepping <laughs> into those years of having adult children. Well, prayerfully, right? Yeah. Yeah. Don't um, always do it correctly or perfectly, but, um, but prayerfully. Yeah. And um, yeah. So how about you? Do you seek to act as Lord or ruler of your own life? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, sadly. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to, to acknowledge uh, as I read scripture that, you know, obviously I want God, I, I want God to be in charge of my life rather than me being in charge. Um, yet, you know, when it comes down to a moment and, and I can think specifically of things in my family um, where um, even just, you know, things we do, ways we spend time as a family or, or um, uh, I, there's so many examples of, I want it this way. Um, mm. I, I want to be in charge of this and I want it this way. When I know that following the Lord would be moving into um, having a bit more of a, um, uh, a humble um, and, uh, and servant posture sometimes, with my both with my kids um, and and with my wife and times where I'm putting them first and mm -hmm. and I'm being a servant. Um, so you know, so many examples come with uh, with how we uh, how we manage our dog, where I want to be <laughs> king and I want to decide what to do with Cooper. Um, but I realize, okay, following the Lord in this situation. <laughs> um, probably means I need to do a servant thing for my wife or kids and, and okay, we can let the dog do this or, you know, it's, so it's these silly things yeah. that, that can trip us up, um, over, um, you know, just, it's hard, 
it's hard to move further and further into the kind of selflessness that the Lord wants us to have. Yet, if he is reigning in our life, then, then we're to be submitted to him, and, and selflessness is to have a pretty significant place in our life. Um, if I'm in charge, then selflessness doesn't have to have very much of a significant place in my life. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a hard line to, especially as a parent of younger children, right? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a really hard line to discern. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, you know, I think I was just so grateful to know the Lord as a mother of small children because yeah. it's like, okay, but where, where, and especially in training, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, where mm-hmm. do I serve them? And where do I not serve them? And yeah. I'm training them like to clean up the kitchen. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, if I step in and clean up the kitchen for them, are they going to learn to be responsible for that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and so where am I serving them where it doesn't look like or feel like serving them? Yeah. Right. So training them to do to clean up the kitchen is really serving them. It mm-hmm. just doesn't necessarily feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that, and that is kind of a, another silly or small example, but, um, but I, those are things that I have found that I have struggled with all, oh, yeah. all my years yeah. of parenting. Yeah. So, yeah. Parenting, the exhausting blessing that it is. Oh, so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true. Absolutely. And it, I hate to tell you, parents of small children, it just yeah. gets harder. <laughs> Now that's one of those things you're not supposed to say. I don't, oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> hint, hint. Um, life okay. gets life gets harder and richer. That's what yes. we need to add that. Like harder it and richer. Does. It's so much fun. I mean, yeah. I I will say one of my girlfriends was like, I I hate to say this, but I really like my kids better every year they get older. And I'm oh, like, oh, I love yeah. it. That it's is so an true. awesome perspective. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I agree. Um, okay, so we've exhausted being Lord. Yes. Talking about trying to relate to Caesar Augustus. Yes. What about Joseph? Joseph. So the question from Joseph I have down is, um, when have I obeyed God when he requested that I turn my life upside down? Yes. Has God ever invited us to turn our life upside down and what's been our response? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's let's think about that. That's that's a that's a good one. Um, well, I mean, I have so many examples. Oh, let's hear it. I mean, yeah. So I I don't want to I I don't want to exhaust this, but it I, you know, I found that I am a person who uh loves stability. Mm-hmm. I don't I, mm. I love stability. I love routine. I'm not yeah. particularly enjoy, uh, and I, I am pr- not, uh, enthused about enthusiastic about change. Mm-hmm. And, and yet I counted it up last year. I have moved 14 times in my married life. Whew. Wow. I've been married for 20, uh, <laughs> more than 20 years <laughs> more than 20 years nearly yeah. 30 yeah um and that's a lot of moves and mm-hmm. they've kind of come in um bursts mm. when we were first married we moved a ton in the first two years and then we were and then again and then we were stable for six years 
and then we moved a ton and then we're stable for a long time. And then mm. moving here was really turning my life upside down. And I moved four times in one year, me personally, not my family, wow. but I did. Personally. Yeah. And that was, oh man, turning my life upside down. Yeah. Um, so has God ever? Yes. And, and then I think like, <clears throat> okay, th- those are huge upside down apple cart kind of changes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think there are times when God calls us to turn our life upside down in ways that may not be quite as disruptive as moving. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think of an example. Do you have an example of a smaller... I mean, I know you said like the birth of a child. Well, that absolutely it turns your life upside yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I think even the the smaller things when God asks us to, um, let's think, um, you know, to serve in some way uh, that is inconvenient for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm trying to think of a good a good example. Um, Turning your life upside down. Um, yeah, you know, some I want to I want to try to do a non-kid example because there <laughs> there's so many of those. Um, but I I That's think so true. Yeah, um, you know, there there are times in in life where um, my my ministry role, where I've been called into a certain part of of my role at Covenant, um, mm. that has not been my preference but has been important for the season. And the Lord invites me into this, this aspect of my role that, that really, you know, that turns my, that changes my schedule. And, and it, mm. it, um, it, it's not what I would have preferred, yet it's the very thing that the Lord has for me. Um, and walking down that path um, is, uh, is in the end better because he, he knows what he's doing. Um, mm. But, and there's so many times, I mean, and this just, this just strikes me throughout adult life where following the Lord, um, you know, I, I, I want to believe that, that walking down that path, it's just every step is another blessing, blessing, keeping themselves on blessings. And I realize um, that's just not the way it works in a broken world. As I follow the Lord, things get difficult and the blessing of his presence is coming in. So I'm receiving blessing Usually, it's the blessing of his um, presence and encouragement along the way. Um, but circumstantially, often it's it's just walking a difficult path, um, mm. and and that's and that's following Jesus in a broken world. Um, yet, wow. as I look back, I realize I you know it is completely worth it. I I want I mean having the presence of the Lord and the encouragement from the Lord um, in the midst of a difficult path is. Um, I would not, I would not lose the uh, the difficult path if it also meant losing the presence of the Lord and the encouragement that I experienced while on that path. Mm. Um, and and those are, you know, I I wish I could have all of it, easy path and the presence and encouragement of the Lord. Um, <laughs> Doesn't seem to you, work that way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sadly, usually the easy path. I mean, not always, but it usually means. I'm taking some kind of shortcut and I might just be following the evil one down a shortcut and, and the enticement is the ease of it. Mm, um, mm-hmm. And, um, and that's obviously not what I want to do. Right. Um, 
But, you know, the way the Lord works, it seems, is he invites us into beautiful, amazing parts of his purpose and his plan, and they disrupt our lives. Um, Right. And sometimes, you know, and this is hard for for, for parents and, you know, when you you love your family, um, sometimes it disrupts the lives of your wife and your kids as well. And, and, and that's, that's difficult. And that's, that's part of the Lord's design sometimes. And the the Lord is spiritually forming them as he is spiritually forming us in the midst of that. That's something I have to tell myself all the time. Yeah. Right. Like, where is this, where is the spiritual formation for my children and where is it that I need to step in and advocate on their behalf? Mm -hmm. Right. Like there, and there are times when that's necessary. And there is times when, when God says, no, they need to handle that on their own. Yeah. So, yeah, it's so hard to Mm -hmm. watch that though. So Mary is our next person. She received the Lord. And I mean, like, in more ways than one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, so, the question here is kind of similar. It, it was just, yeah. um, you know, Mary, it, it wasn't that the Lord, you know, the Lord invited Joseph to follow. Um, mm. The Lord kind of, he told Mary what was going to happen. And, and it was a blessing, but it was a blessing that turned her life upside down. And, right. And she responded well. Um, yeah. And, you know, so that's why I think, you know, in a smaller way, it, but, but helpful way. I mean, that's, that's what we encounter when we learn we're having kids. It's, it's a blessing. It's coming. Um, and uh, how are we going to respond to that blessing? Um, and the reality is that that blessing, it is going to change pretty much everything about our life. Um, right. And, and, you know, and some people, I mean, when, you know, there's, there's some things we we label some circumstances that we label as crisis pregnancy, um, and in those, you know, right from the get go, uh, people are looking at it and and they're acknowledging, hey, this is going to wreck my life, or they think it's going to wreck their life. Right. Um, and and other times when it's not a crisis pregnancy, we uh, we may not recognize that it's going to turn our lives upside down, um, mm-hmm. but it is and it does. Right. And um, and it's an amazing blessing. I mean, we, you know, we've been talking about kids uh, here and there in this conversation. Um, and, you know, as kids come into our life, um, we, the Lord teaches us so much about selflessness, that this, this life is not all about me and my desires and my preferences, mm-hmm. but now I'm to be caring for this young one and raising them up in a way that will honor the Lord. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, again, following, living the way the Lord wants you to live, um, it involves a lot of of work. It it disrupts our life, um, right? And and it's a beautiful calling. Exactly, exactly. Yes, and I yeah, we could go on about that, but we've got more more people to cover in our That's story. Right. That's um, right. So let's move on to the shepherds um, who experienced the Lord. And the question I have here is, when have I ex- experienced the undeserved presence of the Lord? Mm, yeah. And I, um, I can think of one time, I mean, one specific time, and it was 
and the interesting thing was <laughs> it, it was a training session for our staff mm -hmm. or for our lead team and it wasn't about scripture and yet it was it was something that really spoke into me and who I am and how God created me that gave me such freedom and such a release of guilt that I hardly mm. knew how to function yeah. and it was I mean I just kind of I felt kind of thrown back in my seat and and it took me a while to digest it but it was it was so it was such a beautiful moment of even in this tool mm. Michelle I am I see you and I'm helping you see how I created you and yeah. I love you in the midst of that mm -hmm. yeah I I mean I am I'm thrown and amazed at the fact that God continues to reveal himself to us and draw us to himself when he sees us, um, you know, in all our flaws, There's the many ways in which we don't deserve his mm -hmm. coming to us and, and inviting us into something so much bigger and so much more meaningful. And I mean, I, I think of so many times encountering just when I've, um, when I've either been, um, you know, had a, had a, a selfish or a, um, uh, an impatient response to someone mm -hmm. um, or or just having pride grow up in the the way that i I think about something and um, and I think about you know or or um, messing up as a parent um, and on the heels of that, when I'm feeling bad about it, I'm feeling like, um, you know why why would God use me? I keep stumbling and failing in these ways. Um, mm -hmm. and then, then I feel God, you know, inviting me further into his presence and showing me his mercy and grace. And, and he doesn't, I don't deserve that. Um, right. but, but he does that. I mean, it, you know, these shepherds, what did they deserve? What did they do to deserve the most spectacular announcement ever given, but God and his grace and mercy just decides, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to grace them with this because this is this is the way that God works. He, right. he graces people that that don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. and, and it's beautifully attractive about God. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then we have the angels who were sent by the Lord. Oh, yeah. And the question is, have I been sent to deliver a message or have I ever been sent to deliver a message from the Lord? Yeah. I mean, I think that's easy for you to say as a pastor, right? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's easy on one level, right? You know, okay, yeah, I I get to I get to preach or I get to teach or, or you know, or sit down with people and talk right. you know, about uh find out about spiritual growth. Um, but you know, but but the other places, whether it's a um a neighbor or you know, a um a parent of one of your kids' friends, you know, different interactions that we have with people outside the faith. Um I think, you know, God, how many times are you sending me with a message for them? Um, mm. And and I'm taking the easy way out and I'm not delivering the message. And and the message isn't always, you know, the gospel message in the moment. Um, right. But, it, you know, so many different variations of a message of love or encouragement um, or, or or being there for a listening ear. Um, and just am I conscious in different moments of, what what message do I think that God is 
sending me to deliver to this person in this moment that I'm interacting with. Mm -hmm. um, and there are times, there are times, you know, praise God that I take the courage to deliver the very message that the Holy Spirit puts on my heart. Um, and there are times that, you know, I hesitate and decide, I don't, I don't feel like it right now. I'm tired. And, and then, and then I don't. Um, hmm. Yeah. I, I think of one time in particular, I was, um, I was praying with someone and, and I just felt compelled by the spirit to just pray this very specific thing for them, which honestly was somewhat unrelated to what we were talking about. But I prayed this very specific thing and the person just started weeping. Hmm. Um, and and afterwards just um thanked me over and over again for that encouragement that that I would pray that thing and speak those encouraging words to the Lord on their behalf. Um and I thought, you know what, God, I was I was this close to not saying that thing that you put on my heart at all. This close. And and I said that thing and and now you work this sweet, beautiful encouragement to this person. Oh, yeah. And and I thought, oh. God, I I don't I I don't want to I don't want to be I, I don't want to say no to those opportunities when you you know put something on my heart that I should deliver to someone you know please help me to say a quick yes and, yeah. and not hesitate because how many yeah. of those other opportunities do I miss and miss the opportunity to give someone a gift that God is wanting to give to them Oh yeah and I think that there's I like there are times when he just makes it clear Mhm mm I remember yeah. um, shortly after we moved here, um, one of my friends from Illinois moved to North Carolina and Glenn was traveling to North Carolina quite frequently for his job at that point. And so I said, oh, it would be fun to go with you one time just so I could see my friend. Mm -hmm. And um, and so the next time he was scheduled to go, he looked and he's like, oh, look, normally normally tickets are, you know, $500, $600 to fly from Indy to, to Charlotte. Um, but here's a flight for under three. Mm -hmm. and, and we have the cash right now that you could mm -hmm. do it. And you could stay with me at the hotel and, you know, and then you could see your friend. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, oh, okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> I guess it's, I guess we can do that. And our kids are old enough to stay at home by themselves. And, mm -hmm. um, and so we did it and I went and I spent a day with my friend and she was like, so what do you want to see in Charlotte? I'm like, you, I want to see you. And mm -hmm. she was like, wait, what? I said, I came here to see you and to encourage you. And in the course of that day, we just um, caught up on each other's lives because we hadn't talked for probably over a year, mm -hmm. maybe longer. And, um, and then we were at a coffee shop, I know. And she was telling me about the opportunities God had given her in her career um, after they moved to Charlotte and I, and she's like, I don't know why, I don't know why God is giving me these opportunities. And God just, I'm like, this has really never happened to me before, mm -hmm. but I remember sitting there and I just said the, and I just started talking. And as I'm talking, I'm like, where's this coming from? Yeah. I don't even know where this is coming from. But oh, it was the yeah. Holy Spirit speaking through me to encourage her and to let mm. her know, you know, why. Yeah. And I and I just, it was, I was like, oh, I want to be more attentive to the Holy Spirit so that I can have more yeah. of these kinds of experiences. Oh, yeah. How exciting would life be if we actually said yes to the Holy Spirit all the time? I mean... I 
who knows what would happen and what kind of impact God would have through us. I love imagining that. Yeah, right. So, and sometimes, you know, and it was just, just me and her in this coffee Mm -hmm. shop in Charlotte, North Carolina, you know, and it was, you know, so it doesn't have to be, you know, from, from the platform in the sanctuary, a word from the Lord, right? It Mm -hmm. it can be, um, it can even be a word of encouragement to your child. Yeah. Or grandchild or neighbor or sibling or parent. Um, That can be, you know, a word that can be what they need to hear in that moment. That, you know, I remember, I mean, I know, I hear my children, um, one of my children in particular, words of encouragement mean so much to them. When they get a thoughtful word of encouragement from an adult, like they hold on to it and they come tell Amanda and I about it. Um, mm-hmm. I think of a, uh, a somewhat a friend's father that wrote me a letter when I graduated from high school and he just spoke some encouragement. Uh, and I will never forget that his encouraging letter to me as I graduated from high school. Um, and it and I think you know that was that was a message that the Lord asked him to deliver. He delivered it, and and I'll never forget it. And mm-hmm. um, and those and I want to remember those kinds of things because I think, okay, Lord, who, who knows when the message you're putting on my heart might be that kind of thing that it seems pretty little, uh, low investment for me, but you might right. choose to use that thing um, to you know to be remembered for the rest of someone's life. Exactly, and and how many like I remember that incident with my friend mm-hmm. in the coffee shop, right? But how many times have I had a conversation with someone and, and I've said something that changed the course of their thinking mm-hmm. or made a difference in the way they thought about themselves or the way God thought about them or something in a way that I don't even know, remember. Or oh, recognize. sure. Yeah, yeah, right? that's right. Uh-huh. And I mean, yeah. I just remember my youth pastor when he left our church um, we had this going away party for him in Illinois and I went to the party and it was like, people could go up and say things, um, mm-hmm. you know? And so one of the guys I went to high school with, uh, got up and said, well, I just remember. And he started relating this story. And afterwards my youth pastor got up and said, I have no memory of that at all. Yeah. Wow. And it was, and it made me think like, oh, there are times when God is using us that we do not even know. Yeah. We do yeah. not even recognize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, we're not angels. Yeah. <laughs> Send us <Yeah>. messengers. <laughs> That's true. Our, our messages aren't uh, that, that big and bright and spectacular. Right. Yeah. Exactly. We're not in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Singing uh, glory to God. Gloria yeah. excelsius Deo. <laughs> yeah. And then you talked about Jesus and you talked about us, you and me, as yeah. being a part of this story. And um, I really love the way you ended it as, you know, if I have received Jesus, these things are true of me. And you just went through this whole long list yeah, of things that are true about each one of us as followers of Christ. And yeah. then invited those who don't follow Christ to, to, uh, to enter into a relationship with him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, those last two are so significant to just to pause and ask who is Jesus. And, you know, we say somewhat casually because, 
you know, some of us grow up in the church, we, we say, well, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And, um, and that's, you know, I say that casually because I've said it a bunch, but that is right. so significant. I mean, if Jesus is my Lord and Savior, do, do you realize who I am? And that's, I mean, that's why I wanted to just be clear about that long list of amazing things. Um, Jesus being my Lord and Savior makes every bit of difference in, mm -hmm. in who I understand myself to be. Um, and if he's my Lord and Savior, then that, I mean, that is the center, that is the foundation of my identity and, mm -hmm. and who I am. And, and honestly, this is, you know, I want to think in contrast as well, um, for the person who doesn't follow Jesus as Lord and Savior, and I think about who they are, what I, what I, I want my heart to go out to them because I realize what, what they are missing in mm. their identity when when they're not following the living God. Mm -hmm. um, that's that's what draws me to say I I want um I want everybody to experience the beauty of what it is to have identity in Christ. Um so so that that compels me to to yeah. tell others so that they can have this um incredible identity in Christ as Lord and Savior. Right. And if you didn't get the if you didn't get all those written down, all that truths about who we are as followers mm -hmm. of Christ, then you can go on our blog under yeah. the sermon titles, which is investigate the mystery. Mm -hmm. And if you click on that blog post, then at the bottom of that blog post, you can download notes from all of the sermons. So and I'm sure you have all of those listed out in your notes. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Those, <laughs> like as yeah, I'm talking, I'm realizing, yeah. wait, I haven't looked at the notes. <laughs> what am I, I don't saying? Know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that honestly, I mean, that's a very helpful thing that Michelle provides uh, every week. Um, that if you know, if there's something that we didn't have time to write down that that was said um, uh, from the preaching pastor, that Michelle, you do a great job of providing those in the notes, um, and that's helpful. I I appreciate that. It's um, somewhat, I think, of a unknown. Um, uh, capability that are just um, opportunity that we have um, listed on our website. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Brentley, I, I feel like we've gone on a long time and hopefully haven't bored our listeners to tears. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, well, I've no. enjoyed the conversation. I've enjoyed it too. I just think it's so helpful to hear about each other's experiences in living out our faith and in, in following Jesus so that we can recognize that, hey, we're not alone. Yeah. We're not alone in um, we're not alone in messing up. We're not alone in trying to figure out where does that line, where's the line that uh, between um, serving and not serving, and you know, yeah. Yeah. selfishness and selfishness and so selfishness and selflessness. Ah, what I was to say. <laughs> we we knew what you meant. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so thank you to our audience for joining us today. Whether you've joined us live on Facebook, and I think it ended early, later on our blog or on our podcast, we're glad that you spent some time with us today. And Brentley, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Michelle.